Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Tara Tuttle and with me is Rebecca Mazzino and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's Holiday Shorts episode. This week we are talking about our second habit of uncluttered people and that habit is around boundaries. Now obviously we've talked about boundaries before um, with regards to stuff and general, generally using it as a decluttering technique but today we're talking about it as a habit to limit the stuff and the time invested in activities and things that you do. Yeah, because one thing we think about a lot with decluttering or be, becoming uncluttered is our physical stuff. Um, but we quite often will unintentionally let a whole lot of obligation into our lives, um, commitments and all that kind of stuff. And while it might not be physically cluttering up our house, it might be cluttering up our schedule, might be cluttering up um, our free time and our downtime and can make us feel overwhelmed. So by learning Mm. how to set boundaries, um, it's a really good habit to kind of protect that space in your life and help you feel a little bit less cluttered. And and also when you take on these obligations, they often do come with stuff. So we are still actually going to mention stuff here because like how that committee position comes with a binder of paper and um, a big pile of incoming mail and that craft activity comes with cupboards full of craft stuff and tubs full of paper and ribbons and fabric and all that kind of stuff. Those kinds of things that we take on come with stuff as well as taking up a lot of our time and adding complexity to our lives. Mm, Yes, I remember taking on a netball coaching job which seemed I was considered in taking it on and was prepared for the time commitment. What I wasn't prepared for was the giant bag of netballs that came with it. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. So I had like 12 (laughs) netballs and for people in the States not familiar with netball, it's the same size as a volleyball, soccer ball kind of thing. But Hmm. The bag of that and all the bibs and the coach's bag with the medical kit hmm. and all of that. I was like, okay, I took on the yeah. job intentionally. I didn't think about all the equipment that came with it. Oh, it's a pain. Yeah, I was the same. Yeah, when I did netballing as well, I was like, oh, this, I have to, oh my God, I have to take yeah. these balls home and I have to find somewhere for them to live. It was shocking and horrifying. <laughs> and, you know, and all the bibs, like, yeah, two bags of bibs. There's the training bibs and then there's the game bibs and the spare bibs and, and the first aid kits. Yeah, it's all, it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So that completely undermined what I thought was intentionally acquiring a position. <laughs> I didn't yep. factor yep. in the stuff. But yeah, that's, that's the thing. And I think, I mean, you can set set boundaries around that kind of stuff. I guess it's just it's awareness, isn't it? About, you know, and yeah. um, fully exploring what is involved with whether it be a hobby or a commitment um, of some sort or a volunteer position um, so that when you say yes, you're really mindfully saying yes, knowing all that it involves yeah. physical and uh, emotional, I guess, clutter as well. Yeah, exactly. And so having these rules and boundaries clear in your mind from the outset will help you then manage the 
process or the progress through even just through life in general, having these rules of like, okay, this is what I do. This is how many, uh, even for me, like even for me, I, I only allow myself two creative hobbies and that's it. So I'm not allowed to take anywhere. So if I decided to take on beading, for example, I would have to give up one of my other art, arty crafty hobbies because I have only, I'm only allowing myself to, and I'm doing that so that I don't get overloaded with all of the past craft lives that I had and all the stuff associated with it. And it doesn't build up over time. And so my two, my two arty crafty things, I'm saying arty crafty because one is art and one is a craft. <laughs> so if I say my two art things, it sounds a bit, doesn't make sense. So, you know, the two uh, hobbies that I have around arts and craft, uh, I have limits to how much space the supplies can take up and I have a limit to how many unfinished projects I'm allowed to have so I can't start something else if I have another two projects that are still, you know, underway. So all of those rules help just keep everything tight, you know. It helps keep things from um, spilling over. In, and, and I have so many clients who have so much craft stuff in their craft room. They have a whole craft room dedicated to it, but that craft room is so full of craft stuff that they don't do any craft. And so you're just undermining yourself when you allow those boundaries to spill over. So by being, it sounds like I'm being a killjoy and I'm being strict and I'm depriving myself, but what I'm actually doing is giving myself the freedom to be able to do these craft activities because I have the space, physical and mental space to do so. So for me, it's actually freeing rather than restricting. Mm. And even if the the space and the physical stuff is not an issue. Sometimes just having an abundance of choice can be quite paralyzing when you have a number mm. of activities on the go. Um, it can it can make you feel like a deer in the headlights. You just don't know what to choose or what to start, and so quite often you will do nothing. Um, and you mm. know we're really good with I think with kids these days and limiting their extracurricular activities you know most people have set boundaries around that like the kids can play one instrument and do two other activities Mm. so it might be dance and um, soccer or it might be they can do taekwondo learn a language and help with the local land care group whatever it is whatever that number is we're quite good with our kids because we try and most of us try and still protect a bit of their spare time Plus give Mm. ourselves some space because otherwise we end up being taxis to everything. Taxis, yeah. But then when it comes to ourselves, we often will be yes people and not want to say no to things because we feel bad or awkward or we completely overestimate the amount of free time we've got to contribute. And so I think having the same kind of rules, whether it be around um, hobbies, whether it be around um, like exercise commitments, how many you know, fitness groups you're going to join, how many, you know, I'll join a book club, I'll join the wine club, I'll join the CrossFit club. We don't Mm -hmm. put those same limits on ourselves and protect our space quite as fiercely as we do with our kids, which I think kind of lets us into a situation where we feel overloaded. Yeah. And there are some people who just love everything and I love that enthusiasm and I love that about my clients. They're just interested in everything. Like everything fascinates them and they just want to be involved in all of the things and do all of the things. And I totally get that. You know, my brain is the same. I'm interested in lots of things as well. But I think that it, that have, having that passion and interest for lots of different things and is not 
unhelpful, but what is unhelpful is trying to do them all at once. Mm -hmm. So we can have this thing where we're interested in everything. We want to try everything. We want to do all the crafts and we want to do all the art. We want to do all the activities. But the key is to just say to yourself, I can only do this many things at a time. It doesn't mean that I'll never do that other thing in my life. It just means that right now, these are the things that I'm going to be doing and I'm not going to allow anything else to jump in unless I drop something off. So uncluttered people understand that they can't do everything all at once, which then gives them the freedom to actually do the things that they they want to do and the option later of picking up those things you know, later on. Yeah, for me, it helps to think of things in terms of seasons. So right now I'm in a season of French. So I bought a course, I'm studying French online. It's my French season. That will not last forever. Um, It might last for another six months. It might last for another six years. Right now that's my, you know, extracurricular thing that I'm doing for me, not because it serves any purpose at all other than I want to do it. And so then when I see something or something comes up and I think, oh, I'd love to try that, I think, well, hang on, I'm, I'm in my season of French. So when my season of French ends, then I'll look at the other options. And if those things are really, really desirable to the point where they uh, overshadow French, then maybe my season of French would come to an end in a screaming <laughs> hurry <laughs> uh, and I'd start something else. But I think for me, thinking about things in terms of seasons makes me realise that they're they're finite. So it's not like I'm saying no to that other thing forever. It's just no Mm. for right now. Right now. Yeah. I had that experience just yesterday. Did you? I did. I went, I talked myself through that yesterday because I've been, you you and I actually have both been in a a language season for about the same amount of time. I think you've been Mm -hmm. doing your, at least your French on Duolingo for the same time Mm -hmm. as I've been doing my Indonesian. Your streak is high because I lost mine after about 150 days at one point and you never lost oh, no, yours. Oh, not so. anymore. I quit I quit Duolingo and I've just oh, gone to an so online course that. now. Mm. Ah. So what I've – and I finished the whole Duolingo tree and now I'm going back through it again, like just reviewing. So every day I make sure I review some and I'm speaking to people, Indonesian people and all that kind of stuff, so I'm keeping up the practice. So I actually was talking to – Mick about a birthday present, a Christmas present. And I thought, I said to him, maybe your mum might like a WEA course. And WEA is our adult education thing here in Adelaide. And as soon as I said that, it popped into my mind. I was like, oh, I would like something. Of course, like my squirrel brain went, oh, I wonder what courses there are. So I've jumped on and of course there's Indonesian there. So I'm like, oh, and then I looked and it's like one, one, two hour lesson a week for the whole year starting at the end of February, and I've gone, oh, that's awesome, end of February, yeah, I can manage that. This is really exciting. I'll do that. Now that I've finished Duolingo, Mm -hmm. I need to extend myself further. And then I was like, oh, but then there's the counselling diploma that I'm also starting in January. Mm -hmm. And then there's the Auslan course that I signed Zoe uh, Zoe and I up for that I need to finish as well. So I went, nope, close the WEA page, Rebecca. You are not going to do an in-person Indonesian language course this year, like next year, 2022. It's not going to be, it'll be maybe 2023 if I get to it, but I need to do this diploma first. And then at some point squeeze in the Auslan, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but the diploma is the thing that I have to actually go, you know what, it's the season for the diploma now. Like that's going to be my season. My counselling diploma is going to be the the next thing I do. So I had that, yeah, exact conversation of like, no, Rebecca, close the tab because you're not doing this. You're not signing up for something that you are going to overload yourself with. So yeah, I managed to be strong enough to to not do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think thinking about it in that, 
that way makes it seem okay. It's not like it's never. It's just not right now. And that makes it so much easier to say no to. And it's the same whether it's, you know, working or like being a member of the PTA or working in the school canteen or helping out at the, the local land care group, whatever it is. If you if it doesn't work for you right now, it doesn't fit right now, say it's a no yeah. right now. And that makes it easier to tell people no as well. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, I love and I love the way you you call it seasons. I think that that will really help people to crystallize it in their mind of okay, I it means that that there will be other seasons mm-hmm. and there will be other opportunities and I'm not closing this off. I'm just being selective right now and I'm, you know. I'm having the season of whatever it is, and then next season will be something different. So we would love to hear about the boundaries you've set for yourself or maybe some you've set for your kids, or if you need a bit of help setting those boundaries, we would love to connect with you in our Facebook group. Come and find us there. And we will be back next week with another holiday short talking about another habit of uncluttered people. So we'll see you then. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so that they too can be uncluttered. If you would like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at rebeccamazino.com.au and basklifecoaching.com. Mm-hmm.